0: Eat these chicken dumplings, they'll hurt your eyes. They'll hurt your eyes looking for the chicken. <laughs> I'm, no, you are better off filling your belly with a hearty stew of true grit. The 1969 version for this week's Except the Mystery. JFIO presents.
1: What are you kidding? We got some family here. This ain't no coon,
0: Okay, I'm not gonna sit here and debate. I'll show you the life of the mind. You will find a fortune, but it would not be the fortune you
1: seek. I suppose you think you've raised
2: hell. When I've raised hell, you'll know it.
1: Something is very wrong. I don't want Santana Abraxas.
3: I've just been in a terrible auto accident.
2: What's the most you ever lost in the Quintos? Sometimes knowledge
3: disappears.
2: Except the mystery. The Cohen Brothers Podcast.
0: This is "Accept the Mystery." This is the Cohen Brothers Podcast, where we talk about every Cohen Brothers movie and occasionally movies that the Cohen Brothers simply remade in absurd, ridiculous, explicit, excruciating, insane levels of detail. My name is Josh Richmond, uh, co-hosting the show today on a nice, lazy Sunday morning. Good day to just—we uh, we literally just watched the movie just before this.
2: I like how you're calling it a morning. It's like two thirty. <laughs> yeah, but it's it feels like Sunday. morning.
0: It's yeah. Sunday. I'm counting this as a morning.
2: I agree, though. I'm
1: just. <laughs> just saying. It's like
0: it's it's like this is like the first active thing I've done so far today. So it's yeah. like the day like officially starting <laughs> On now. On a
1: Sunday morning, lasts until dinner time.
0: <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Those are the rules. So true. Let me first introduce uh, my co-host Jackie Lectold Say hi. How's it going, baby sister? Baby sister.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, excuse me, what? It's, <laughs> it's going great. It, it seems like it's there's no. Or not you call me baby sister. It does seem
0: like there's no way to use that and not sound condescending using it. Yeah. Even though you are, you are younger than me. Yeah,
2: I know. That's why I did the math real quick, and I decided to accept it. It's okay.
0: Accept the mystery, Jackie. Ex-
2: yeah, I know what I said. Accept the maths.
0: <laughs> also, wait. Is it true you do a Daniel Plainview impression?
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: You, I want to hear you, Daniel Plainview impression. Right now? We were talking about this during the movie, and you said, I'm hey. not
2: warmed up. I'm not warmed up, but I'm going to try it.
0: Okay.
2: <clears throat> I have really good recordings of it, but let's try it. If you have a milkshake, and I have a milkshake... And I have a straw, and my straw reaches across the room into your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up.
0: Oh, my God.
2: And that was not warmed up. I haven't seen the movie in a really long time, but you put me on the spot, and I did it. Boom.
0: If if I pitched that down like five semitones, that would be spot on.
2: I know. Well, thank you. Okay, I mean, I'm I'm not warmed up, like I said. No, I'm (laughs) I'm
0: saying it's good. No, thank you, but
2: I could have done it better. If
0: you have a milkshake, and I have a milkshake, and I have a straw, and my straw reaches across the room into your milkshake,
1: I drink your
3: milkshake. I drink it up.
1: But thank you, Josh. Has anybody ever done a mix of that with... um... My big yeah. milkshake brings all the boys to the eye. I'm yeah.
2: sure they have. I want to hear it. Yeah, I want to hear Josh, it. Josh, you should find that. I'll look for it in the meantime Go.
0: I, be, I bet if you go to YouTube and just type in their old people blood milkshake remix, yeah, there's a, a exactly mashup that exists do. somewhere on the internet. <laughs> if you have a milkshake, if you have a milkshake,
3: better If you have a milkshake, it's
0: better than If you have a
3: milkshake, I drink
2: your
1: milkshake. I drink yours.
0: I have to introduce my other guest as well. Our guest on the show today is a Welsh-Iraqi comedian and writer, mm-hmm. and if you aren't careful, she will stick an army of crochet robots on you. Please welcome <laughs> Nadia Camille to the show. Thank
1: welcome. you. Thank you for having me. I saw
0: this on your website. Those look pretty adorable slash terrifying.
1: They are adorable. I once <laughs> made a little... We have a, a big horse race called the Grand National every year in the UK, uh, which is a bit controversial because horses die every year. Oh, from the horses
0: dying. Um, there were a, a lot of horses died in this movie. Yeah, uh, it's um, be a surprising amount, but that's, yeah. but man, did they really die in racing a lot, too?
1: Oh, yeah, but that's yeah. why I, I I tried to start a, a crowbot version of the Grand National, so there would be no deaths, because <laughs> it would all be crochet <laughs> robots.
0: Right, be- of course.
1: Didn't get the gambling market.
0: Although, if you can crochet, like, organic things that come to life, you could still kill them. You just rip out this, rip out the string and and they're dead.
1: Yeah, my skill hasn't reached that part yet, though. No. Mostly just inanimate stuff.
0: <laughs> because I was assuming those <laughs> robots were animate, and it was like, shit, those are, those are more dangerous than real robots, because like, an EMT can't take those out. Yeah, that's Crochet true. robots? Yeah. yeah.
1: No weaknesses.
0: <laughs> no weaknesses.
1: Except moths. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the U.S. would have to start a counter-army of moths <laughs> to fend off the attack. Guys, let's start getting into our very first segment. Before we start talking about the movie of the week, we ask our guest questions loosely inspired by the movie of the week. So this is a segment called Inside Najee Camille. 10,
1: 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3,
0: 2, oh no! So because we were just talking about this a little bit, we learned that uh, Rooster Cogburn is not a morning person. <laughs> Particularly, after all, Maddie Ross was getting on his case for still being in bed at ten o'clock. It's like <laughs> ten o'clock. Is so
1: harsh, really and harsh. Like, this is the first time I've ever seen somebody in bed after ten o'clock on right? a weekday morning. <laughs> Who was
2: isn't sick or dying?
0: Yeah. Or <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> I woke up today by an alarm so at ten.
0: Maybe things are different in the old west. Maybe everybody just got up with like the rooster crow.
1: Probably oh, Maddie never went to university. <laughs> <Lately>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, are you? Would you call yourself a morning person or a night person?
1: Definitely not a morning person. I at all the only time i'm a morning person is when i'm severely jet lagged <laughs> oh yeah true that
0: because yeah well then you're just uh, whatever time zone you were still in
1: yeah so. <laughs> so i'll be still in uk time in la which means i will wake up at 6 a.m and be like oh hello <laughs>
0: I mean, to be totally honest, like, I always feel like I'm at my most productive, like, not right when I wake up, but, like, an hour or so after I wake up. Mm -hmm. Usually I feel like I've got everything together by then. And then by the time we're getting towards nighttime, it's like my cognitive functions have slowed down a lot. And I'm just, I want to just watch movies and eat snacks. (laughs) Watch movies. But I'm actually getting things done during the first half of the day.
1: Mm, I feel like as soon as I wake up, I want to watch movies and eat snacks. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with
0: that. And then you get things, and then you eventually get things done once you finally, uh gotten yourself in the state
1: really get out of that (laughs) face
2: yeah i'm totally a night owl i think i'm like useless until noon um but i have to force myself to be useful before that since my job requires actually being around early in the morning um but i'm so much more a night person so yeah i was offended at what she said about the 10 o'clock in the morning
0: it's hard and and even so i do like the fact that most jobs require people to be up like it, at work at like 8 or 9 in the morning or whatever yeah. actually does seem counterproductive. Like I was reading an article yesterday saying that people in general, like most people now don't get enough sleep. Be, and the fact that most people are like have to have to use an alarm to get themselves up, we're not using our as much of our cognitive function as we could be if we were getting totally. up with like the the morning light and waking up naturally.
2: Yeah, well, I also heard something recently, and I have to look this up for myself about like there's different genes. So some people actually have like a night owl gene, and some people, and it actually like makes sense evolutionarily because like uh, some people are like on the circadian clock that's like, you know you wake up when it's light, you go to sleep when it's dark. Right. There have to be people that watch over them, a.k.a. the night owls. So that would be us who stay up
0: late. That makes sense. Because we're there to watch over so the so early somebody, morning people. So that somebody in the tribe is always standing guard. That's
2: right. That's me. So the therefore, tribe. I think it's discrimination that I have to get there like at 9 o'clock in the morning because it's you know not how I'm genetically predisposed. Well, I'm just join, saying.
0: You should join a night firm, like a night law firm. Dude,
2: that'd be the best. <laughs>
0: like, Works all night and then you sleep all day. That'd
2: be the best. I'd be so happy.
1: But yeah. I would employ that for, for yeah, because, <laughs> because I was like, I have questions, but it is yeah, two o'clock a. in the morning. Yeah. Right. yeah, there you
0: go. That's when you need a night for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but New but business if, idea. <laughs> but if but if like all businesses started at like noon and everybody just got up like normally when the sun went up and nobody ever used an alarm clock in general, we would be way more productive. Agree. Well, so I don't you know why they don't that, do that.
1: But also, we'd you know if we didn't have all of the technology and stuff that keeps us awake. We'd have to wash
0: all our clothes by hand,
1: <laughs> that kind of stuff. So maybe we wouldn't be we'd still have productive wait, no, we'd, still,
0: we'd still have laundry machines. We just don't know alarm clocks. That's the only technology <laughs> I'm, I'm saying we get rid of.
2: <laughs> it's very selective. Yes. I like
0: that. There's a lot of hunting in this movie and horseback riding in this movie. Have you ever been hunting or horseback riding?
1: Uh, I have ridden a horse. say that like it's a mystery. Uh, But mostly my main memory of riding horses was in uh, Tunisia. And I remember my brother being in, we were like, did a desert trip uh, in Tunisia. My brother was on the back of a horse and he was about 10 years old. And we'd all stopped off at camp at a Bedouin camp, and his horse did not want to stop and just <laughs> carried on. Oh no! For maybe what, he was, half a maybe mile. He was like pulling
0: on the reins, trying to. Yeah,
1: and he was just screaming and crying, and it was the Aww. funniest, worst thing that's ever okay. happened <laughs> to him. Oh, <Aww. laughs> he was just like, "Hey, won't stop! Won't hey, stop! Help!" help.
0: Yeah, so after people he's, are invisible anymore, he's way
1: gone. Though he's like, how do you stop a horse that's bumping right. a ten-year-old boy in the back of it? Oh, no, if you not things. strong enough to stop
0: the thing, and then at a certain point, you just think, this is my life now. My, my <laughs> life is just being on a runaway horse. This take is it, my life now. <laughs> to me into the motorist. <laughs> I don't know how fatalistic that
1: is. As that was, oh, that was my brother. Gone forever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, I used to have a brother, but one day a horse just took him away.
1: <laughs> took him to live in the desert somewhere. Oh, man.
0: Um, yeah, no, I've been, I've been horseback riding a few times, but always, you know, like, trail horses and horses that have clearly, like, just mm. rode the same path over and over again and, and seem like they really hate their lives. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Never, like, riding, like, wild horses through, like, the, you know, through the American West. That seems mm-hmm. like a totally different experience. Experience.
2: Yeah, a little bit. I've also gone horseback riding. I mean, more times than I could count, but never in like a really serious way either, mostly trails and stuff like that. But
1: just casual horse dating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <just> casual. Never
2: <laughs> settled down with a horse.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Here and there. Keep my <laughs> options open. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, they should make a, like, yeah, Tinder for horses. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> they should, though. So you can find the horse that's right for you. Yeah,
2: I know. You're right. I
0: right. <laughs> go meet the horse once and get some coffee or and feed it some sugar cubes and see if you know it likes your pheromones or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Pictures of horses with tigers. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, because this horse is worldly and experienced. Yeah. Uh, in
1: Africa. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this horse was in the Peace Corps so rooster cogburn drinks likes drinking whiskey straight from the bottle quite a bit of it it seems like uh what would you say your favorite spirit is
1: uh the spirit of christmas (laughs) (laughs) i like that one uh i i like um i like fruity tropical stuff like rum i guess Okay, but uh, what I liked is also how he—I'd never seen somebody drinking from those bottles before, which always looked really inconvenient. But yeah, yeah. looks like sort of. Oh yeah, it over where you like, arm.
0: where he like, yeah, he, he like hooks it on his finger and like goes like. And
1: then yeah, so he didn't have to do that sort of. Drinking it like a toddler. Yeah, two yeah. hands.
0: <laughs> That's true. I guess you got the flask, and it does look like you're drinking like from a baby bottle or something. Yeah,
1: with that huge. Bottle. No, but like that big white bottle.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. I thought like I thought that was. Jug.
0: I thought yeah. that was just showmanship.
1: Yeah, but then I was like, oh, that seems kind of yeah. Practical. Maybe that is, a especially if you figure. want to be texting at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> they thought of this way ahead of time.
0: They uh, yeah, it's like one of those old bottles that usually have like three X's on it. You know, one yeah, of those yeah. classic alcohol bottles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah very yeah, old smashing, school. Cool. like
1: uh cowboys and indians com- computer games <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah
0: i don't know jackie what is it what's your favorite like type um, of alcohol if you have one um <laughs> you're russian i mean vodka is i think a favorite yeah answer. but vodka
2: is just like very boring so it's not like it's my favorite i really like mezcal i like tequila too so probably those two.
0: Oh, you and you and you are into singani i vodka. am but yeah that's yeah. a little but bit that's different. different but i really like that's mezcal. sweeter yeah I, was in, I got into a whole argument with my friend yesterday comparing uh, like the differences between like, gin and scotch, and she was like, I don't like gin because it tastes like flowers. And it's very floral. Oh, I don't floral. think it tastes oh. like, I was like right, It doesn't huh. taste like flower. It doesn't taste floral. It tastes me. like trees.
1: Yeah. Actually, I'd probably say gin is my favorite. It's not like my active favorite. It's the thing I drink the most. But I think it yeah. might be just because I lived in London for it.
0: Yeah, I, nine think that, years. I, th- I think that really is like an acquired taste of almost. I mean, a lot of people are gin drinkers here, but it definitely seems like much more people are gin drinkers over in the UK.
1: Yeah. Well, it's uh, one of the names for it is Mother's Ruin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs>
1: Because uh, it ruins mothers, <laughs> presumably. <laughs> it ruins mothers. Mothers ruin. Come over for a glass of mothers ruin.
0: Yeah, here we call that like <laughs> <laughs> Um Okay, I got one more question before we get to the Wait, movie.
2: what's your favorite?
0: My favorite? Yeah. I am, um, I'm honestly very much a vodka drinker. I like a vodka tonic. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not like a, I'm, I Does know you what's. There's nothing to be afraid of. I know the masculine answer is to say like a brown liquor or something like a whiskey or a scotch or a bourbon. I'm just, I'm not one of those guys. I feel you. I just drink things that taste good for the most part. Agreed, I'm for yeah. sure, I'm for sure a fruity mixed drink guy and I have no shame.
2: Uh-huh. Good. Mm. Well, you almost tried to avoid answering the question, but okay. Because, because,
0: because <laughs> I do feel <laughs> like yet. there's some shame in saying that. Who there cares? is. I think it's there is, no a, shame. there is, I, there is a stigma for like uh, guys who prefer drinking vodka or drinking drinks that aren't like manly drinks and I want to overcome that stigma be
1: proud of your fruity drink love
0: <laughs> I will
1: I love a, ju- a juicy spirit yeah I think basically if you can have it with a juice um I mean
0: yes yeah whiskey
1: you can't really have with no a
0: juice. who has like whiskey and cranberry juice Ooh. that sounds terrible no,
1: that's, that sounds like a mistake
0: yeah it's something that I can put a little sugar in I have a sweet <laughs>
1: tooth <laughs> that's with everything in life
0: Anyways, uh, okay, my my last question for this section is that, uh, so we're here in True Grit and it's got a very nice setting. It's a very picturesque, colorful setting. White and gold or blue and black? <laughs> this question
2: oh, is happening. I, like... <laughs>
1: People, it was crazy seeing people going so wild about that on the internet and being so furious. And I was like, guys, rate my poo is a thing on the internet. Why are we angry about this dress thing? There's so much worse stuff to be angry rate about. rate
0: my poo was a thing on the internet, yeah, wasn't it's, it?
1: I think it still is a thing on the oh, internet. God. Like that exists.
0: But but sometimes but sometimes you just want to know for health reasons. You know, does this uh like <laughs> does this reasons. is this does this reflect a healthy bowel or not?
1: Yeah, I think people you know rating it hot or not or whatever. It's like not anyway,
0: necessary. I noticed. Do- I noticed you're dodging the question.
1: Oh well, one hundred percent. Black, black and blue. people today. Uh, it was. I was. I was delighted by the whole thing. Get out
0: of my studio. Wait, did
1: you say it's black and blue? Yeah, it's definitely black and blue.
0: Unbelievable! Wow! No, Unbelievable! Is,
1: stop!
2: This is great because you're the first like real life person that said black and blue. It's empirically real? black and blue. Real life? Are you serious? Yeah. Like you see black where other people see gold. Yeah. But, like not, you, can't, but you,
0: can't, you can't say empirically in this situation because. But
1: just... it is. Do you, you've, have you read why why it ha, why it's happening?
0: Why is it happening?
1: Uh, it's like your how good your eyesight is basically, and if you see the gold and whites, because your eyes are compensating for low level light, and they're creating a new color because they're not receiving the black color basically.
0: But is it all color subjective?
1: Yeah, that's why I found it so exciting because yeah. people are being so angry about it instead of just going. Oh, that's a really amazing that you see a really different thing to me when I see something so clearly.
0: I'm just saying I don't think you <laughs> like. Can s- no, you're wrong. Right. What's, what's your I'm just f- saying. Um, I'm just saying I just i do not think you can say either answer is empirically true because. No, but I
1: mean the the dress is black and blue.
0: That is true, but the photo isn't necessarily black and blue. That's totally two totally different quotes. Is
1: it like royal blue and black,
2: like that other photo that they say is? Oh, this is a photo of it.
1: Yeah, it's it's black. Yeah, like but
2: royal blue, right? Yeah, it's like quite dark, dark blue. blue. Like
1: yeah, yeah.
2: No, I mean, I for sure see white and gold, but I'm yeah, sure most too. people have bad vision. So if it's true that it's based on bad vision, that would be really interesting. But it's
1: a color vision, which is totally different from sort of yeah, focus then you, vision, because I ha- I'm short-sighted, but I, I can see the colors. Right. It, I can it see colors. Right. It's, well, it's not just a focus
0: thing, because they think if you have somebody with glasses on, like they're not going to see two totally different yeah. things if they take their glasses on and, put them on, and take them off. You no, know? but
2: I don't mean that, but I just mean like <laughs> compromised vision in some way. I thought that's kind of... Well... I feel like I have good color vision, but apparently not. I think I, so, too. I'm not, a
0: little test. I'm not colorblind.
1: There's quite a lot of in, uh, tests that you can do, which is, like, you have to grade, put them, put colors in order of shade, and they're very similar, and you have to put them from light to dark, which is a really good way of seeing, like, how precise that your color vision is. But it was really great for me because my boyfriend the other day was saying that he didn't, he thought I was colorblind, and <laughs> it was like, ah, I saw black and blue, ah.
0: But I'm I think in the yeah, photo I'm not, I'm, it's
1: gold and white. Yes,
0: the photo's is gold and white. I'm not your way. Your way is not right, and my way is not wrong. It's That's the point. No, though like, it doesn't. It isn't. <laughs> it is. It's a white and gold picture, and you're crazy.
1: <laughs> it is it, it. It doesn't. If you change the brightness on it, it might change how you see it.
0: I changed the brightness. It didn't change anything. <sighs> it's Agreed. Fascinating. Yeah. yeah, I think you're just you're you're just seeing it one way, and you're so convinced you're right that you're saying, "Well, no, no it's, it's just it it's just as, the right way."
1: I see it as black and blue. But also I see it as, uh, like when people have changed the tone of it and stuff, you can see the difference in the sort of exposure and stuff, but it still looks to me. I can see how... Yeah, we could Photoshop can anything in the different colors, a bit, you know. I can see how you can <laughs> see it looking, the, not the white, but the gold bit. I can see how it could maybe look gold, but I don't yeah. really see the white at all
0: no yeah the gold does the, there's no way that gold is black that cannot be black it's clearly a color
1: it's, ama- it's just amazing to me yeah. no, it,
0: no so it is it's cool that like we're all just apparently living in our own bubbles where we're seeing the world in 100 yeah. percent different ways yeah, it is so actually kind of cool it's i so that, crazy. i yeah most most viral shit goes right over my head but this one i'm like it, it is fascinating uh-huh. it's really fascinating to me anyways
2: i've I just never met anybody who actually said it was blue and black
1: well it is like, it is like my, 25% or something Was the response of who saw it Blue and black and. But I just haven't talked gold. to a person Like none wow. of my
2: Facebook friends thought it was blue and black Everyone I knew thought it was wow. white and gold Yeah. No
0: I definitely met, met I've people seen a who were I've, I've met people who seen were blue and black people in real life I have not <laughs> and, they, and, they th- and they thought that like all the white and gold people Were like pulling something over on them And like deliberately trying to prank <laughs> them And I'm like no man Weird, so weird Yeah we're not like all lying <laughs> Anyways we're getting way off topic. I just, I just had to shoehorn that into this podcast. Yeah,
2: nice, nice.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um, Seamless. <laughs> all right. It's officially time. We're getting into the movie of the week in a segment called The Big Reviewski. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So this is the original True Grit. It was later remade by the Coen Brothers in 2010, but this version came out in 1969. Stars John Wayne in his Oscar-winning performance as Rooster Cogburn, mm-hmm. and also Kim Darby as Maddie Ross and Glenn Campbell as uh, as Labeef, who also <laughs> sang the title song. Oh. Uh, the the True Grit theme.
2: Wow! Back
0: like in the in the 60s, that was a thing where like uh, movies would come with their own like pre-made theme song, singing about like you know the the theme of the movie.
1: And is that the song that plays at the opening? Yeah. It's so jaunty. (laughs) Yeah.
0: A lot of the music in here was jaunty.
1: Yeah. And I like it.
0: And maybe we could just start from there as a jumping off point, because this has been a recurring theme on our podcast Mm -hmm. as to whether music seems to fit the movie or is perhaps being overused to kind of over underline the themes of the movie. What did you think in this case?
2: I was actually okay with it, even though I'm usually a hater, but just because this was an old movie, I could accept it more that it had such jaunty music.
0: It just felt so it felt so weird and so out of place to me and maybe it is because I'm used to the twenty ten true grit, but yeah, just the bump 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 bump, <laughs> it's like it's just felt completely wrong to the tone of the movie.
2: I think it's a different tone though because the true grit the current true grit is a lot grittier and a little bit more just. True. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes. And it has, truer and grittier. It
2: is true, and it's grittier. And um, this one
0: was just false advertising in <laughs> the beginning.
2: Well, so I, with the Cohen's theme, or the Cohen's style, I feel like it was better with like a little bit more like sparse everything, right? But this yeah. is like an older movie, and there's like that feeling of like overcoming and winning and jauntiness like it just kind of fit together i mean it was a different tone it was a different movie, yeah. even though the storyline is really the same there's like a it felt very Except different.
0: Except for right? a few key differences, the storyline is almost exactly the same yeah. between the two movies. But, yeah, I mean, very similar. Which, once again, just like the last episode we did on the Lady Killers, it's an interesting comparison to see how, yeah. you know, in two different, very different periods, using, taking almost exactly the same story, but putting very different spins on it with very different performances can mm-hmm. seem like a totally different movie. Last week, I thought the old movie completely beat the, the new version. Right. The 2004 Lady Killers was absolutely, poor awful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw that, but...
1: No, I didn't. Don't. Yeah, that's our <laughs> recommendation to everyone.
0: Here, even though I didn't love the new True Grit, I still liked it more than this one. It just... I don't know.
1: I'll tell you that I tried to watch the recent True Grit three separate times... Two of those times was on a plane, so I couldn't. And because of the way that Jeff Bridges performs it, he sounded to me like a T-shirt in a lawnmower.
0: <laughs> I to think wait, about wait a what
1: clip, that metaphor,
2: is, Sorry, <laughs> it just—it was such a surprise. I've never heard that metaphor. It's so funny. But
1: <laughs> he just—I like, just—I couldn't understand a word. That he, it was just like <laughs> like, you know, like that. Yeah. It was that, and yeah. I tried for twenty minutes twice. <laughs> <laughs> and and I just and I gave up and then I I ended up just watching it when a housemate of mine was had it on so I was like oh I'll give in into
0: it. <laughs> no, look, yeah, Jeff Bridges in that movie, he is. His, Unintelligible. <laughs> his, voice, his voice is so affected that it goes. It basically goes beyond it into just like it's just like grunting and animal noises. Yeah. Um, which it's you know I think it does fit the character of Rooster Cogburn. He's supposed to be you know this mean grizzled, incredibly dirty outlaw. But you're right that it did impede the ability to kind of watch the yeah, movie. Yeah, it was yeah.
2: hard to it was hard <laughs> to, to follow. What
1: was sometimes. going on. Yeah.
0: John Wayne is much clearer in this movie. Yeah. Much easier to understand.
1: Less drunk seeming. I Less- mean, his, Jeff Bridges' Rooster seemed like his ability to speak had been heavily impeded by alcohol brain damage. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's right. Yeah.
0: If Rooster Cog, if Rooster Cogburn is supposed to be you know this mean old drunk bastard, Jeff Bridges totally embodied that. Yeah. Even if it, even if you could understand what he was saying, it's like I believe this guy is just a mean old drunk bastard. Yeah. For sure. John Wayne still kind of seemed like John Wayne.
1: <laughs> he seemed he's a little bit like a secret sweetheart, which he yes. turned out to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the,
0: be- For the very beginning, it's like, this guy doesn't seem so bad. Yeah. This guy, you know, he's he's got a heart of gold, clearly. Um, and I've never seen it. Have you seen any other John Wayne movies?
1: Uh, not that I noticed. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm sure I have that they were on in my grandmother's house at some point.
0: I don't think I ever have. No, and I, and I know, like... My grandpa had like a big collection of John Wayne movies, and it's very, it's very possible they might have been on at some point during my childhood, but I never consciously watched a John Wayne mm. movie. Yeah, same. same. This is supposed to be a different performance than the one he usually gives, but it doesn't seem like he's acting that hard. It seems like he's kind of being John Wayne. I don't have much to compare it to, but...
2: I wouldn't know. Exactly. Because I, I, I don't remember any John Wayne movies that I've seen, if I have.
0: I mean, maybe, maybe it's a testament to his acting that he seems very, you know, just kind of like casual and is just really inhabiting this character and seems very comfortable. Yeah, he does seem very comfortable. Yeah. But maybe, maybe almost, I don't know. It did not seem like an, it didn't seem like an Oscar winning performance to me. It just seemed like he's just kind of being a guy and being <laughs> maybe a credible Western hero. But
2: what did he do that was that great? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I agree with that. I don't know, because I... Maybe it was a week.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, it's 1969. This was like the birth of New Hollywood, right?
2: I just, I can't compare, because I Maybe. don't know if he is being himself or he's being a character. Right. So it's hard for me to say.
0: But I... it, it's like, you know, when uh, when you see, like, George Clooney will get, like, nominated for an Oscar for Up in the Year or something. It's like, yeah, he's, he's, he's acting hard here, but he's still just being George Clooney. Certain actors are just kind of those, you know, those movie star type actors where they're mm-hmm. basically playing themselves every time. Mm-hmm. And so maybe John Wayne is just playing himself here. Maybe he's not. I don't know. But it still seemed. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't that impressed compared to the Jeff Bridges <laughs> performance. Got it. If I'm comparing the two.
1: Right. Yeah. His is a much sort of more gnarly, intense performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the whole movie is more intense, and there's and, There's no bleakness in the 69 version.
0: No. I feel like it's like,
1: oh, I've been bitten by a snake. Mm. Mm. Oh, (laughs) Oh, my father was shot dead. What a shame. Mm. It's not an adventure.
0: (laughs) It was, yeah, it was an adventure movie. It was just a full-on jaunty adventure movie. That's right. I feel like straight away
1: in the the 2010 one, she's like, oh, I have to sleep in a morgue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. horrible straight away. Yeah. Like, oh, this isn't a fun movie.
0: <laughs> now, now one thing that did carry over between the two is I still, I still love the character Maddie Ross. And I, I, if there's a reason to watch either of these movies, I think that's just a great protagonist to kind of have in this world. Mm-hmm. As you know, this, this kind of, this indomitable teenage girl who's dealing with all these, you know, these tough Western badasses and getting her way most of the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a fun entry point into here.
1: Yeah. She seems almost like a Wes Anderson character.
0: I could see, I could see the comparison between her and like Max Fisher and Rushmore. Cause,
1: yeah, because she's so sort of earnest. Yeah. and Mm-hmm. Almost kind of two dimensional in that she so sticks so much to her sort of her goal and her persona.
0: <laughs> well, also well, also mm. still seeming fundamentally like a kid, even as they're yeah. trying to be, you yeah. know, so mature and
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. the play, playing a grown up.
0: Yeah, I could actually, I could totally see that comparison. Um, and I loved, I loved Taylor Steinfeld in the 2010 movie. That yeah. was the best part yeah. of that movie for Yeah, us. She was yeah. great. Uh, she was fantastic. What did you guys think of uh, Kim Darby in this role?
1: I thought she was endearing, but... She had,
0: she had her moments.
1: Also. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the lines are very funny, the way that she delivers them so earnestly.
0: Oh, yeah. When, uh, when, when uh, Rooster was going to give her uh, some whiskey that it turns out he had stolen from somebody else, she said, Oh, not put a thief in my mouth to steal my brains.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. that's a
0: great line. That
1: is a great line. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, and I think a lot of these lights had come straight from the book. Charles mm. Portis wrote the book, which came out in 1968, so just a year before this. wow.
1: wow so they was back on trend with that.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, this was, yeah, this was like a straight up, you know, it was an adaptation of a pretty yes, recent book. Yeah, even
1: than The Fifty Shades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Page
1: to screen timeline.
2: Did you line? see that? No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. I haven't read it, and I think the movie was fun to
1: watch.
0: I haven't seen it either. It oh, seems like it would be fun. It seems nah. like it would be fun. She's a good time at the movies, at least. I just rather watch
1: some actual pornography. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: it's decently pornographic, actually, but it was just the crowd of people was really funny that I saw it
0: with. But not, por- but too much, too much story. Not the, as far as the balance of story and pornography goes. That's true. Yeah, way too much story. That's, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> if you're Get gonna, to if you're porn, gonna watch yeah. it just for purian purposes, at least. <laughs> um, there. So yeah, I liked. Kim Darby definitely had her moments here, although playing a character like Maddie Ross, there's definitely a fine line between um, seeming like, you know, like a just like a, you know, you're standing your ground and you're just like a stubborn teenager and then just Mm -hmm. seeming like bratty, like you just always want to get your way and nothing's ever good enough. And she occasionally crossed that line in this version.
1: There was a really funny moment when someone was like, well, who are you? And she's like, my family has property. <laughs> yes, I, I, I,
0: I noticed that too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, I have a lawyer. <laughs> you should be treating me better. My family has property. <laughs> and she brought
0: up her lawyer constantly. The lawyer, the lawyer didn't even factor into the other movie, but here it's just always, I've got a very good lawyer. And I will call him if you, if I don't, if you don't do exactly she, what you say. In the 2010 assistant.
1: version, they talked about the lawyer, but not this much.
0: Yeah, he's, not even close. J.K.
1: Simmons is the lawyer in the 2010 version. His? Is he? Yes, apparently uncredited. Did we ever see uncredited. him? Uncredited. I don't remember seeing him. And, uh, just voice. Oh! When did okay. we hear his voice? Huh.
0: I don't even remember that. Me wow, either. that's a good, good trivia tidbit.
3: You're welcome.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I did think I found there's one scene which I found really had very different effects uh, between the two movies, and it's that little in- exchange between LeBeef and matty where he says i i had a mind to kiss you but mm-hmm. now you're yes now Do you're being kiss. uppity i'm not going to <laughs> and uh, in the 69 version that seems kind of fun <laughs> and like all oh, those people who <laughs> kiss <Yeah>. children <laughs> those, cra-
0: you know, th- those crazy, you know those crazy back in the day western <laughs> yeah, people
1: but when it was matt day i was like wow this is super creepy
2: <laughs> ah! Well, that's also because he woke up in her. Like she woke up and he was in. Yeah, her he room, was just so already. That's there. why it was like,
1: whoa, yeah. whoa, okay. But I think also I don't know if it's because like uh, Haley Steinfeld seems so much younger than Kim Darby as well.
0: She is younger than Kim Darby. Kim Darby is twenty in this movie.
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. Uh, which I think does make a big difference. Yeah. In fact, they actually they, uh, one of the main differences uh, between the two is the producers deliberately try to play up the romance between her and Labib a little bit in here. Even though there wasn't, one? yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't much of it, obviously. They never actually yeah, crossed they that did. line, but they were, they were trying to show, there was like kind when of, he showed kind of... at the
2: table and she was like, ooh, who is this guy? And
1: Picking yeah, and
0: were they were originally at odds, but then he, she kind of wins him over and, and lots you know. Of the
1: spankings. I know. So funny.
0: It is, it is really funny.
1: That's also <laughs> why she's being totally bratty because yes. he's, he's birching her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's going, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't hurt me? Yeah. Yeah. I'm unaffected, but I'm screaming for fun. <laughs> yeah.
2: I did yeah. like her screaming though like in that and also with like the snake pit. Mm-hmm. She was like much more of a screamer
1: than Haley. Mm.
0: But it was a little too much. She was like going like horror movie screams. It seems uh, Yeah,
1: yeah. I think if you were in a pit and you've broken your arm and you saw a, a rattlesnake, I think that's a legit response. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It would be a legit response for most people, but I still believe I still believe Maddie would be kind of like holding it together a little more. She I don't know.
1: Also, she's like, she keeps smacking the snake. (laughs) I know, that's what we're saying. She's just dumb. Yeah, it's like, leave the snake alone, bro.
0: You're not, yeah, you're not like driving it away. You're just poking the (laughs) thing. You're making it really angry. You're making the whole situation worse. (laughs) A lot of these characters act really, Labeef acts really dumb at a lot of points during this movie. Just constantly like questioning, well, why are you trying to saddle up the horses again? What are we gonna leave? Not understanding like any of their plans.
1: <laughs> right. Um right. and then he just
0: dies. He doesn't die the other when he dies at the end of this one.
1: Yeah, and he dies in oh, quite yeah. a funny way because he's like, I'm not dead yet.
0: And, and then, then he and saves then he their dies. life,
1: and then he dies. Yeah <laughs> as he's saving their life. Which is
0: kind of romantic as fun, yeah, you know, his like, final action.
1: Yeah, it's a, v- a very sort of dramatic thing. <laughs> but the way that it, it's executed just is kind of a bit comical because he's like Oh, got on a horse, and died. Yep, oh, pretty I much.
0: And every time off. somebody was shot in this movie, it just looks like they have a little bit of red paint on yeah. their shirt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A paintball splatter. Fake blood t- took a long time to be realistic. Apparently. Looking. I always think that with the Clockwork Orange, because it looks its so bright and terrible in that movie. Like, that doesn't look like blood at all.
0: I haven't yeah, seen but... the Clockwork Orange for a while, but I don't know. It's Kubrick. I feel like he tries to be expressionistic and yeah. not not necessarily realistic in that movie. It
1: looks delicious rather than violent. <laughs> the the blue juice. Again, it just looks like a
0: again, though, maybe, candy. Maybe uh-huh. appropriate for Clockwork Orange, you know, where you got these <laughs> these sadists who kind of love the violence and the, the ultra violence. Um, but uh, I. I don't know. I just I couldn't get over a lot of the staginess of this movie. And that's not a, really a knock against Triggered. It's just a knock against old westerns.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's very stagy.
0: Yeah. And it's a very just traditional old western. It's not, you know, like a revisionist Sergio Leone type thing. It's just all the sets look like sets. And all the gunfights look very, very staged and fake. And it's as a modern viewer, it's I, I realize it's unfair to the movie because it is 1969. Yeah. But it's a little bit hard for me to get past that.
1: Mm. but the, the, the landscapes are very beautiful
0: The landscapes were very beautiful, yeah,
1: also
2: unrealistically so
0: but unrealistic though, because mm. the movie takes place in Oklahoma, but it's shot in Colorado mm. and it just and it it looks and they go back to Oklahoma for the 2010 version yeah and you can tell uh but here it's yeah, just once again a little bit of a, a little bit more movie fakery, and overall, yeah. this movie just felt a little bit more fakery <laughs> yeah,
1: fake yeah. <fake-rit>.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the way, all the way down to the ending, which was a total cop out. Yeah, the she ending just, is hilarious. In the old one. Not only does she not lose her arm, but like her and Rooster are like stay best friends. And, yeah, and she's and like, I'm gonna come then back then and see jumps. you. Can an old, can an old and fat man do yeah. this?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a wacky stunt? <laughs>
0: freeze frame. <gasps>
1: Blurry freeze
0: frame. It's yes. not even a crisp. Freeze no, frame. it's just yeah. a, it's a crappy yeah. freeze frame.
2: That's yeah, that was probably the worst freeze frame ever
0: the remake was also much truer to the book because of the book maddie does lose her arm and never sees rooster again mm-hmm. all that stuff was edited for the 1969 version i think to make it a little bit more palatable to yeah. the audiences of that time yeah. but knowing that that's how the book is and seeing both versions it's so much more powerful when you know that her entire that she's basically viewing this entire journey as like the great adventure of her life mm, before yeah. she loses her arm and never marries and yeah
1: as a one-armed spinster <laughs> as a one-armed
0: spinster yeah Yeah,
1: and like Looking back. mean at people like mean to people yeah. too
0: here here you lose a lot of that power where it's just kind of like oh it's just you know a teenager on a fun romp
2: yeah Oops, and that she, was a close one, but she's going home she's and everything's going, fine. She's going
0: home and everything's fine. And and she her got the killer. Has property. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she has she's go-
2: 66 acres.
0: She's going to be just fine.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, it was definitely definitely, it definitely felt like a cop out to me. Mm. I, I, I don't mean to be so harsh on this movie. No, it it's was fine. It was nominated for you know multiple Oscars and uh, obviously it was. I think it was considered you know like kind of a great western.
1: Yeah, it's very of its time. Isn't it's it? very, it's yeah. just very,
0: it's just very of its time, and it's hard to get past that. Um, I do have a, f- a few facts about the making of this movie.
2: Oh yeah, it wasn't lots of infighting. We to there was that. a ton
0: of infighting in this movie. Um, John Wayne won his only Oscar for this role. I told you that, but uh, did you know that the original choice for LeBeef before uh, Glenn Campbell was supposed to play him was Elvis?
1: What? <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah.
0: Elvis a- Elvis asked for too much money. Um, oh my so, god. Yeah. Imagine that. That, would that,
1: that so also cool. would have been m- genuinely more creepy with him asking a Yeah, yeah i just trying to him. imagine that. I had a mind
2: to steal a kiss from you. Yeah. Oh, because, I, I, want oh to hear, I
0: want to hear more of your Elvis impression. I married impression. my mother when she was a child. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I, now I want to hear you work on your Elvis impression. Later on in the podcast, you've got time.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, that wasn't an impression. I was just saying <laughs> it. Okay.
0: Okay, well, now I want to hear you do an actual impression. That's okay. my point. Fine. Later. Fine. Uh, For the role of uh, Maddie, Mia Farrow was originally considered. This Mm. was pretty soon after, I think, Rosemary's Baby, Mm. which was one of her big breakup performances. I totally could have seen that, actually. Yeah, Yeah. Mia Farrow would have been a very interesting Maddie. I
1: read that, and she... She said that she would do it. She was signed up to do it, but she Mm -hmm. wanted Roman Polanski to direct it. (laughs) Famous child rapist, Roman Polanski. (laughs) Yes. Um,
0: Imagine how Polanski would have directed that. (laughs) 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 Taking just a little extra pleasure at it, perhaps. Um, But then they were like, no. They were like, no, we don't want Roman on this one. John Wayne suggested maybe Karen Carpenter could do it. He'd run into Karen Carpenter at a talent show and thought she could do the part. That, um,
1: that would be great.
0: That would have been interesting. I've been into that. Yeah. When Karen Carpenter could do it, he suggested his daughter Alyssa, but eventually they settled on a uh, Kim Darby, who was fairly untested at the time. This still remains her her one like major screen role. Mm-hmm. She didn't do a whole lot after this. Hmm. It's almost like the part of doing Maddie Ross is kind of cursed because it's not like Haley Steinfeld's done a whole lot since that Truger came out either
1: isn't that a lot of time yeah it's she been five years she said
0: five years
1: yeah, she's also if you're
0: you gonna know, if you're
1: gonna, growing up yeah <laughs> if you
2: you know what if you're gonna, maybe she went back to school or something josh how about that if you're
0: gonna capitalize on your oscar nomination you got to do it fast hype oh. fades yeah. okay no 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 she was she was annie <laughs> yeah, she convention days yeah she's day is on it she yes. is on it Haley is Haley's <laughs> <wasted> time. <laughs> Um,
1: she's not the go getter that the four year
2: old Grovangenei <laughs> She's probably. literally 18 right now. Like, she just turned 18. What's your point? I'm saying she's not, she just became an adult.
0: God, give her a break. Yeah. How old is Ariana Grande? I don't know. She's like 17.
1: Yeah, but she's like a whore. No, she's, what? Older, she's older than that. What? Where a, did you come up with that? She's in her 20s. Yeah, she's in her 20s. She's okay. okay. And also, she's a, a giant baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You ever seen this? No. Apparently, she like insists that her boyfriend carry her around everywhere like a baby. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs>
0: that's kind of—is that sweet? I don't no. know if that's sweet no, or not. It's,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's almost like a like you know you're like Cleopatra in ancient Egypt. Like I just want a palanquin of people to yeah. carry me around at all times.
2: Haley has been like in twenty-one things. Okay, so I think you could
0: give her a break. Okay. What mm-hmm. is, what's the, what's 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 has she been in?
2: Just like a lot of stuff.
0: I I'm going to judge her career until she has another Oscar nomination.
2: Since then, I'll tell you what she's had. I don't know what Carrie Pilby is. <laughs> um, term life. See? Pitch perfect 2. Oh. Okay. Okay. Barely lethal, 10,000 <laughs> Saints. What is barely the lethal? Keeping Room, The Homesman, 3 Days to Kill, Ender's Game, Romeo Ooh. and Juliet, Begin Again, Hate Ship Love Ship. <laughs> The Magic Bracelet, Grand Crew, These Without Wings—some some
0: great movies here. That's also true. Great. Okay. She's
2: not even an adult.
1: Well, now she's an adult.
0: Okay. Anyway. Now she's an adult. So get on it. Fine. Um, Still
1: can't drink in this country, though. Mm-hmm. Bad luck, Haley.
0: I'm sure she drinks.
1: Go to London. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is that is the drinking age eighteen in London? Uh huh. In the whole of Europe, pretty much. I don't know why. I don't know why it's twenty one here.
1: Yeah, it's weird. We you don't can tr- do everything. I know else. why. You can drive, the,
0: vote, yeah. join the military.
2: It's because I did studies about the like drinking and driving, and they were, there's like a significant amount of drunk driving incidents at age eighteen. But would that would decrease by twenty-one? But that seems to be the reasoning behind it. Eighteen to
0: twenty-one year olds are still drinking,
2: but less, I guess, less so. Or that's I'm not saying that I support this. I'm just right. saying I think that's what the reasoning is. Less well, I bet driving.
0: twenty-one year olds also get in drunk driving accidents. So why not just raise it to twenty-five, and then you would reduce even less. I think they less. just
2: decided that's a sweet spot.
0: All right. <laughs> God. Okay. Whatever, U.S. government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so I was talking about uh, infighting before, and yeah, John Wayne was disappointed with this final film. Mm. He, would eventu- he would eventually say that he actually thought Rooster Cogburn was uh, one of his great characters, and that the scene where he's talking about um, his, like, his family, like the old family that he left behind, he called that the best scene I ever did. Oh. Which, okay. Oh, I mean, he's just kind right. of talking about his family. <laughs>
2: That's the best scene he's
1: ever That's done best scene in scene his he's acting career? In his acting
0: career, which really doesn't make me want to go back and watch all John Wayne movies.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I feel like I've had casting workshops with better scenes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but that was after he won the Oscar. Yeah. And and it makes me think maybe it was like some sort of like career Oscar thing like you know we just want to give one to John. Yeah, Wayne. that's
1: yeah, that's what I was maybe thinking. Mm-hmm.
0: But that was after he won the Oscar. He said that before that he said he was very disappointed with the film. He didn't like Kim Darby's performance at all.
3: Whoa! They
0: barely talked to each other on set. The director Henry Hathaway hated Glenn Campbell. <laughs> Henry Hathaway and Glenn Campbell fought all the time. Uh, Henry Hathaway and John Wayne both fought with Robert Duvall. Who was playing Ned Pepper, Lucky Ned Pepper,
1: uh-huh.
0: and uh, and Henry ha- and Wayne and Duval almost literally came to blows at one point.
1: They <laughs> should have just filmed that.
0: Yeah, you know, get a little extra realism mm. in this very stagey movie. <laughs> but yeah, so there a lot of tension on set, and it kind of comes out in the fact that. None of these characters seem like they really like each other.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're always shitting on each other.
0: Which maybe, maybe that's appropriate to the the type of movie. of, hey, we you know we're just gonna kind of, you know, mismatched buddy comedy sort of thing. I guess. Yeah. Also
1: notice it was a woman writer.
0: Yes, although it was a woman ad- adapting a story written by a man.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the, still, the screenplay was written by uh, for that time, and she was well apparently. That was it. Was much more common to have women screenwriters really in...
0: back then than now.
1: Yeah, maybe. maybe they just
0: were like writing was considered women's work. It's yeah, more I think delicate.
1: it wasn't really it wasn't <laughs> as valued as it is now. Basically, so it was like oh, chicks can do this. <laughs> I, know that,
0: I know that I know that like uh, film editing used to be considered like you know the like a women's profession basically. Mm. When film editing wasn't especially respected. Yeah, and and then when people were like actually the editors are like the people like telling the whole story. Yeah. That's when all the men invaded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, now we want to get in on this. Yeah, it turns out, you yeah. know, Final Cut's actually kind of fun. Yeah. Because
1: so. even when the movies kind of first started in, like, 20s and 30s, it was a lot of women screenwriters. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. And a lot of them employed, you know, by the studios. says uh-huh. you know, Like, retained by the studios. Uh, yeah, less, less so no, God.
0: Man. Times
1: are changing. As, so as, as, as soon as
0: they decide, hey, it's a good job, then we yeah. can't do it anymore. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like in Russia, because so many uh, women are doctors, doctors don't get paid very much. Because they're like, oh, it's a woman's job. You don't need to be talented or skilled or whatever to be a doctor. So it's not a valued job because it's considered a woman's job.
0: I wonder if that's why teachers don't get paid much here, because there's so many female teachers.
1: Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of that sort of ingrained structural inequality (laughs) with a lot of professions, which is weird, like how we value stuff, how we Mm -hmm. value work.
0: But I do know that uh, Marguerite Roberts, who wrote the screenplay for this, had John Wayne had to really lobby for her because she was blacklisted, um, oh, yeah, because she uh, had apparently had some ties at the Communist Party. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, she was a victim of some McCarthyism stuff. Yeah,
0: the McCarthyism. So yeah, now you know this was 1969. So I think the blacklist was kind of fading at that mm-hmm. point. But even so, the they really had to fight to get her to get her screenplay going.
1: Yeah, I, I like the sound of this woman. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's a fighter. Uh, she has
1: true grit. One might even say. <laughs>
0: So some of the other differences between the book and the movie is that in the book, uh, no, the book introduces Maddie as an old woman who's telling the story of her childhood, and they remove that entire framing device. Mm. And she's much more of a central character in the book. They give Rooster Cogburn a whole lot more to do. Makes sense. He's, you know, he's John he's the Wayne. Star, yeah. yeah. he's the star. And uh, and all the stuff about Maddie getting her arm amputated, uh, that's all, that was all in the book, but it was taken out of this movie. It was It's so much better with that little bit of darkness, which makes, you know, the light stuff and the romp stuff, I think, go down much better. Here, there's just a lot of scenes of them on the trail, making bad jokes.
1: <laughs> getting spanked <laughs> with a bird. The, the highlight,
0: getting, <laughs> the getting spanked stuff was funny, and and still, yeah, you know, seeing Maddie ride across the river on her horse is still kind of thrilling. Like you're no, not gonna leave, you not gonna leave me behind. It wasn't thrilling
2: in this one. You didn't like and it as much. No, it was so boring in this one. Which kind of like, oh, we're here first, <laughs> but the other one was like, it was you know, it was hard. It was like a really strong river. It was really serious. So I kind of liked that better.
0: Oh yeah, and then they try to run off past her, and she says, "And she says, Oh well, I'll be able to catch up to them on my horse Blackie, which is much faster. Also, I'm a lower body weight, so I'm much faster.' Meanwhile, they're all they're galloping yeah, away, yeah, and she's yeah. just standing there.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then finally, like she serious. decides to get on the
0: horse and ride after her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The entire thing, the entire thing was less serious.
1: Yeah, but that was like from the off when the music is, the you yeah. know, and the Technicolor is so Technicolor. Yes, yeah. Very technical. It's, it's, it's more colorful than the 2010 version. Oh yeah, the 2010
2: version is like yeah, it's white, cream, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: black, and gray. But I love, I love. There was like, there's just some beautiful like mahogany tones in the new one, and the and the the initial trial scene where you see Rooster on trial. That there's was this, a great scene. That was an yeah. amazing the smoke scene. And the, yeah, yeah, with that big push in that on was Rooster's like, face. Gr- oh, the cinematography was it's, awesome on that. So artfully, it's like almost word for word the same scene. But it's so artfully shot in the new yeah. one. And here it's just yeah. like, you're just kind of like setting up cameras and watching them do their thing. And yeah. there's a lot of. like a, a Judge of the... Judy courtroom. Just like a courtroom. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the snap is gone.
1: hmm. But it, I could understand what John Wayne was saying.
0: <laughs> but yes, but you could understand what John Wayne was saying. And that does make a difference. I'd love to see a whole movie where people are just talking <laughs> like that. Like a new first, like, like a new, like, Pootie Tang.
1: <laughs> Thank
0: you. We could, we could we should try a whole podcast like that. Let's do it.
2: Welcome to five, two, three, two, three.
0: You know I can do all kinds of voices, Josh. Oh, I know. Okay, you've had enough time. What's your what's your Elvis impression? Oh
2: no, I wasn't thinking
0: about it. No, we're not doing it. Okay, you have like ten more minutes.
2: No, I I don't <laughs> even like. I'd have to have something very specific in my head, which I don't to impress
0: there ain't it. Crying all the time. Nah. I'm not saying I do a good one. I'm just saying you're such a. What is
2: the Acapulco movie that he did?
0: What is the Acapulco movie that he did?
2: Uh, I could do a really good impression of like a line that I have that's specific. Okay. So I don't have that.
0: What about you, Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog, crying all the time?
2: I'm not going to sing anything. (gasps) (laughs)
0: Josh. Why are you making this so hard on me?
2: Because I'm keeping in theme with true grit and just being annoying and wanting things my way. Okay. God. (laughs)
0: dennis hopper's in this movie
2: yeah with a man bun baby Mr
0: you called him mr man bun <laughs> that's
1: right
0: <laughs> <laughs> i don't get it i still don't get it are man buns hot
1: um pass <laughs> you say pass
2: yeah that's okay. okay it's okay if you don't think they, i mean i think they are jackie like thinks them.
0: man buns are hot yeah i, I do I don't get it I
2: don't call me if you have one say
1: either way <laughs> no you can it's okay
0: yeah, we're not gonna, it, we won't judge I you. I feel it
1: depends on the man, and I feel it depends on the bun. True.
0: <laughs> true.
1: All true things, yeah.
0: Well, everything depends on everything. It's not a, that's not an answer.
1: Have you ever
2: found a guy with a man bun attractive? <laughs> yes. Did you like his man bun specifically? Mm, I think... Did you like running your fingers through his hair? <laughs> yes. Sure. Uh-huh.
1: Case dismissed. Okay.
2: <laughs> All right.
0: I say, if you have long hair, just have long hair. Just be like a hippie. You don't. Yeah, need but the, I like, like both. The,
2: both are great. It's like very versatile. Whatever. All right. Yeah, Dennis Hopper man bun.
0: Um. There's also a really racist Chinese guy in this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, the Chinese guy's not racist. The depiction the of the Chinese patrol. guy is racist.
1: Yeah, also the Indian was pretty like, <laughs> this, this Indian's so stupid.
0: Right. <laughs> doesn't know to wash his hands.
1: <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. It's almost like we stole all of his land and resources. <laughs>
0: It's really, no, it's really shocking. It's not that long ago that you were still able to just kind of get away with stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because also he's like cutting his hair. And he's like, oh yeah, he's also the doctor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's my hairdresser and my medical professional.
0: Yeah. There's an Indian guy in the, in the Coen Brothers version too. He's like the guy in that hanging tree scene, which they didn't even oh, have in this yeah. version. He's like the guy who's got all the bear pelts on him. Uh-huh. But there it just seemed like, you know, like an actual Indian. Yeah. Or, sorry, Native American.
2: Indian is, is that what you meant to say?
0: Yeah, I meant to say engine
2: Uh huh. <laughs> anyway, just
0: God, a lot of stuff in this version just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. I, I'm finding it hard to come up with like for ways that I actually liked this version more. Well, I don't think I liked it more, but I didn't hate it.
1: I think it's tough with films from, you know, old films that are also set in a different era. Because mm-hmm. if yes. it was like a 1969 film about 1969, you'd be much more forgiving about stuff because you'd be like, that's, well, that's right. a representation Right, they're depicting, they're depicting their time yeah. period, sure. Yeah. But because it is such a, a play, isn't it? It's a play in, in the right. 19th century.
0: Yeah. And you're like, oh, you've chosen. Yeah, but this play- is how you've chosen to represent this Exa- time. Exactly. It's a play set in this world that should be very expansive and cinematic. Mm. But for the most part, it doesn't feel like that. But of course, it also makes me think we're even farther removed from the Old West do we just get it wrong in our depictions? What? No. Or are we just better at... Uh, better at? Or Do, as do the fact we have better technology make it better at depicting the old time periods?
2: I think that we probably depicted it, or the 2010 version probably depec- depicts that time period better because I think in the 1969 version they are trying to do that jaunty cinematic like Technicolor mm-hmm. thing, yeah. which is for their time period. And I think the 2010 version is like, I think that there's just like more of a... But tone are we just, of trying to do things historically like accurate or you know, but
0: maybe the, I mean, but are we just reflecting our time period in some ways too? Would we go back to this from twenty fifty and be like, man, that was so twenty ten. Matt Damon's hairstyle and I don't know. Yeah. His fringe jacket. Yeah.
2: I think there was less of that though. I mean It is really hard to be. Objective about that kind of stuff. Exactly. Isn't it? I would have to see photographs from the time period. And then exactly.
0: Complete. That's kind of that's kind of my point is I think it's really hard to be objective over like whether a period piece is really depicting the period or just kind of depicting modern times through a period lens. Right. Like maybe you'll watch Bad Men in a hundred years and realize oh it's it's more reflective of our decade than it is of the actual sixties.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Although I do think we're in a time where, like, accuracy is important right so i think I, right. a lot of that's so a lot of the part of it, a lot of the interest and intrigue is in in getting it right you yeah. know in researching exactly what those things are like and i do think in the 60s and 70s in cinema it was so much more about putting on a show
0: mm-hmm. yeah so right.
1: when you look at something like mary poppins right and it's the way that london is depicted in that
0: which is preposterous.
1: <laughs> but it's because it's you
0: mean there weren't it's like, the story. You mean there weren't like dancing choreographed chim- chimney sweeps in, in old London? I mean, that was spot on, but the rest <laughs> of it... It makes me want a chimney just for it's that. Just like, I can tick
1: my tag. Meery
0: boobies. <laughs> no, that, you're saying that wasn't a spot on uh, British accent?
1: <laughs> it's so ridiculous that it's... it's uh, that it's completely fine, doesn't bother me. Normally, like a bad accent bothers me, but Dig Van Dyke's Cockney accent is <laughs> its own genre uh-huh. that I, I can enjoy. Right.
0: Yeah, just bad British accents yeah. or its own type of uh, British accent.
1: Do you ever watch Misfits? The British.
2: Yeah, that one show. was on
1: Hulu uh no i've seen like one episode
2: oh, okay because there's that girl like and i don't remember where she's from but her accent i think it must be some kind of cockney but it's like it's so strong and it's so funny and she's like what the fuck is brunch like the way she says it, you're like i can't understand what you're saying it's
0: a great line that she says i recommend it it's funny <laughs> and i guess i guess the other question i have to watching this is why don't we make westerns anymore i mean they very occasionally you see one but it was mm-hmm. like an established like genre that you saw all the time like, you know, like the way we have like horror movies now all the time. We, they just had Westerns all the time in the 50s, 40s and 50s and even a little bit in the 60s. This was already already the tail end of the Western era for the most part. Yeah.
1: Well, we're in the kind of zombie era now, aren't we? Right. Well,
0: but why do we... vampires but, but what do you think it is that made us decide, you know what, cowboys aren't interesting anymore, zombies are?
1: I think it's about the audience, isn't it? It's like what people want to go and see.
0: Oh, for sure. I'm just wondering what it is that the audience soured on that.
1: I think maybe just like saturation of it. Yeah, I just got overplayed probably.
0: So you think the western can make a comeback?
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it sort of did a bit with <laughs> I think with the new True Grit, and I think No Country for All Men was like a western, really.
0: That was yeah, no, that was totally western.
1: It was like a modern day western.
0: But I mean, when you see those things, you'll see headlines like the western is back. And then there won't be another Western for yeah. a few years. I
1: feel like they, they carry on. It's like a train that just keeps chugging. You know, it's like 310 to Yuma. There was that. There was the quick and the dead.
0: There was that.
1: There's all those. There's, I feel like there's one every year or two.
0: I wonder if it's just something like, I, th- I think we're so much more interested in now and where things are going like, the ways that the worlds are going to be... Like, that's why you see so much more sci-fi. And also horror, which is often kind of just its own twist on sci-fi. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the way the world is all going to fall to pieces in the future. Yeah. And, not, and not nearly as much looking backwards to, like, yeah. some old, you know, time that we have nostalgia for.
1: Yeah, I think we like a lot more reflection about ourselves. So if it, even if it is, like, um, an older setting, it's, yeah. it's more historical, like Selma, right. like the theory of everything, like all of the bloody movies right. that got it's, it's, Exactly. It's got to be a
0: reflection on modern times, yeah. instead of just straight up nostalgia of, oh, yeah. the, way, the great way that things used to be.
1: Yeah. Because also, Westerns is like, was, I don't think it was ever really the way that Western movies depict, I don't think life was ever like that. <laughs> Not at all. Westerns no. is a way of life that exists only in those movies, Not whereas a- now we like...
0: No, I don't think there were constant like, yeah, showdowns between cowboys and bad guys. Yeah. And, you know? And yeah, like yeah, yeah. saloons where everybody's just, I mean, Fully they probably did have saloons. Busty
1: women. Yeah. <laughs>
0: because from our modern vantage point, so much about that era is kind of like, you know, gross to us, the way they treated, you know, women and minorities and and just, you know, shot people for no reason and mm-hmm. was totally lawless, I think we don't idealize that time period anymore, and so we don't want to yeah. see, like, a, a fun adventure in those times. Yeah, yeah, if we If we see movies about those times, it's just got to be something like Meek's Cut-Off about how, like, dark and depressing everything was.
1: I guess Django was a kind of a Western as well.
0: Django? Well, Quentin Tarantino called it a Southern because it technically took place in the South. Mm-hmm. But, but it definitely had, I think it definitely had Western elements to yeah, it. Yeah,
1: it definitely had that sort of sort of Cowboys and Indians type sort of feel to it. And, 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 and,
0: and they're recontextualizing it as yeah, yeah. you know, uh, the black man taking his revenge. Kind of cool. I like that movie. I'm going to see it. Anyhow, um, so I guess do you guys have any other thoughts on True Grit before we get to our final segment? Hmm.
1: <laughs> I think I'm good. Sounds like mostly a no. Yeah. Yeah. I was glad that it wasn't longer. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Because also, movies from back then seemed to go on for a million years.
0: Yes, that was two hours and eight minutes, and it felt longer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was long. That's quite short for, I think, a film from around then. I think so, too. Which is good. <laughs>
0: no, yeah. Again, we d- we just watched a movie from 1955 last week, and that was so surprisingly fun that I was hoping maybe this would be surprisingly yeah, fun, too. Yeah, I
2: had higher expectations.
0: It shows that sometimes you can take old source material and improve on it, and sometimes you can totally destroy what made it special. In this case, I think they totally improved on it. I think so. By being more true to the source and being more, at least trying to be more true to the time period and adding some art to it. Yeah. Uh, the Coens were able to really make something special out of this very old traditional Western. So it gives me renewed appreciation for our favorite directors, which is the whole point of doing this podcast in the first <laughs>
2: yeah, place. Yeah, I'm really glad that we did that. Because I was I'm like, you know what? They should just stop remaking movies because they really screwed up with the Lady Killers. Right. They had a bad attitude about it. So thanks, True Grit.
0: So there you go. On that happy note, let's go on to our final segment, which is called Raising Air Quizona. This is where we do a quiz loosely inspired by the movie, and here today's quiz is about horses.
3: Yay! So I'm going
0: to ask you guys uh, ten multiple choice questions about horses. Each question has three answers, and whoever between Nadja and Jackie has the most points at the end is the winner of all the glory.
2: Uh Uh-huh. I want it. I love glory. Me too.
0: Glory is pretty great. (laughs) So... Here we go. Testing your horse knowledge. Both of you guys have ridden horses before, so you're a step up for this quiz. <laughs> I'm going to expect expert level knowledge yeah, here, right. Course. Uh So, question number one. What is often termed a horse laugh, uh, where the horse kind of curls up its upper lip and bares its teeth, is actually, the technical term is a phlegm response, and it's not actually a laugh at all. Uh, the horse <laughs> is not laughing. Why do horses do that? A, to help the horse smell better. B, to clean its teeth. Or C, to scare away predators?
1: C. D, to be gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really gross. When they do that. I, I mean, it's fun. It's, it's funny. funny. Yeah. I guess, like, if you're far the horse away, then it just looks cute because it looks like they're doing a toothy grin. But if you're close right. up, it is, it's disgusting and salivary.
0: Mm-hmm. Horses, God, horses do have a lot of saliva. Oh, they have I so remember saliva. that from, from, from horses. But
1: it seems cruel to, like, put a thing in their mouth that just makes them dribble yeah. more <laughs> like, yeah. with a bit.
0: I remember that, and I remember also being at the horse farm and watching, like, a horse take a piss and be like, wow, it's like a fucking host. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go and cleans its teeth.
0: Cleans its teeth, scare away predators. You guys are both wrong. Oh. Uh, when a horse does that, it's actually pulling scents into its nose towards its huh. olfactory glands, which are like way towards the back of its nose. Wow. Helping it smell better. So you guys are 0-0 zero, zero to start. Okay. At least fine.
2: At least I didn't <laughs> lose.
0: How many horses are there in the United States? Wow. 900,000, 900, 9 million, or 90 million.
1: I'm gonna go with nine million. Ninety million? I'm gonna go
0: with ninety million. Nadja gets a point. There are uh, nine million horses in the United States. That's
1: not a lot. That not, isn't a lot because that's like one per what every like fifty people or something.
0: Yeah. Huh. Uh, there used to be way more, obviously, and the numbers have slowly oh, the been going down. All are gone. And the vast majority of those horses are cared for by humans. There are very, very few wild horses left. Uh.
3: Yeah, i pretty
0: <laughs> sad about that. I, I the exact
2: same response. That's great.
0: Um, question number three is about zebra horse hybrids. Ooh. Uh, there's there's a few. We feel very similar in the I love I love I love the stereo <laughs> effects going on here. So there are two different kinds of zebra hi- uh, horse hybrids. One is called a zorse. One is called a hebra. What is the difference between a zorse and a hebra? A. Azores is more black with white stripes, while a Hebra is more white with black stripes. B. Azores is sterile, while a Hebra is not. Or C. Azores has a zebra zebra father and a horse mother, and a Hebra is the opposite.
1: We'll say C again.
0: Azores has a zebra father and a horse mother, and a Hebra is the opposite.
1: I feel like a Hebra is maybe Jewish.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a Hebrew. Very
1: close. I want to say B... I'm gonna say A. I reckon it's about markings.
0: You guys are both wrong again. Ah. I... Yeah. No, Azores has a zebra dad and a horse mom. A yeah, that is did the opposite. Seem right. All all zebroids are sterile. That is a technical term for a zebra horse hybrid. Is a zebra zebroid. I, should have zebroid. About that, yeah. Yeah. I would
1: have thought that because of mules. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're all they're all sterile. They can't actually make more.
1: That's yeah. so weird that that happens. But okay.
0: There are also zebra donkeys. Uh by the way. Which, oh, yeah. can, which can, are called alternately zonkies, <laughs> zebronkies, zebonkies, <laughs> zebrinnies, uh zebrillas, zebrasses. Uh, Pick a name, people. And, and Zebadonks. Zebadonks. I just all this of those Z-donk. all of those words are so delightful. <laughs> I want um, to
1: commission a show based on a family of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Zebronk the Zebronki family. <laughs>
1: It's going to be, like, the clumps. <laughs> oh,
0: that's so great. Where Eddie Murphy is playing all the parts? Yes. <laughs> uh Number four. What are the main purpose of horseshoes? A, to protect the horse's feet. B, to provide greater traction for horses while they're running. C, they're actually just for show.
1: A. What was the first one?
0: <laughs> to protect the horse's feet.
1: Um... I think that's probably the most likely. But why is there not D, fashion?
0: (laughs) Well, C is they're just for show. I guess, yeah. So that would be fashion.
1: Okay. Um, I think uh, I'll go A.
0: Uh, You guys are both wrong. What? The main purpose of horseshoes are not to protect the horse's feet. It's actually to help uh, horses get traction on running on hard surfaces. I didn't know it was for traction. Uh, Yeah. It's 100% why. It's just uh, we, we force it on the horses to make it easier to ride them.
1: Huh. Yeah, I guess that makes sense because why would they need to protect their feet from running? Which yeah, otherwise normally. Otherwise, they,
2: normally. No, no, but like, they would have like cobblestone ev- streets and stuff. Like I thought it was yeah. just very. hard Otherwise, they would their have feet.
0: like evolved harder feet, right? Yeah. Well,
1: it depends and they do on the get, surface. Like, literally hammered into their feet with nails. Yes.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah. Pretty brutal. <laughs> uh, number five. Which of these three facts is a true horse fact? The other two are false. One of them is true. A horses are terrified of mice. B. Horses never forget a person or a place. C. Horses can go a week without sleeping.
1: Oh, that's a scary thought, isn't it? <laughs> like, what if you upset a horse and it's going to track you down and it's don't. not going to sleep until it, it does?
0: <laughs> and it'll never forget you.
1: <laughs> so, what, one of those things is
0: true? One of those things is true.
1: I'd really like it to be the mouse one. Me too. <laughs> I'm going
0: to go with A myself. <laughs> You're going with A?
1: Because that would be so... I feel like I've seen that in Dumbo. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think you're thinking of elephants, but...
1: Oh, yeah. Elephants, horses. What is the difference?
0: <laughs> so you're going with
1: A? Um, uh, I'll go, I'm going to go with the d- sleeping thing, because <laughs> I find it genuinely terrifying. Uh, you I think guys it's are- B.
0: <laughs> are you changing your
2: mind yeah it's, but it, i know you're about to say it too yeah like i was really thinking that just be, but i it's it's because of your tells exactly just so you know well no it's because we were saying, going with
0: a you waited you waited for me to sigh
2: no you waited for me to be no. like oh, no 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 it's because she just finished what she was saying but it's also because of the way you were saying oh you're gonna go with a like you were saying it like you knew it was wrong but i'm gonna keep my answer
0: because i know it's wrong and it's
2: too late and i know now it's b
0: you are officially too late it is B.
2: <laughs> I know but your tells <laughs> i'm telling you right now you have tells see
0: Okay, uh, yeah. Horses never forget a person or a place. If a horse was ever spooked in one place, it'll be scared going into that place for the rest of its life.
1: Oh, how do people know that though?
0: <laughs> because because yeah, because they'll like uh, the horses will freak out if they go to like a place where they had a bad experience. Yeah, I don't know. And like get them you can doing like, a
1: drama game, and we'll see if they really remember people and
0: places. And like you can get to know a horse when it's like a young horse, but then at the end of its life, if you come back like after years, it'll remember you.
2: Aww. It's kind of sweet horses.
0: All right, which of these which of these three horse gates is the fastest? A jog, a lope, or a trot?
1: A lope. I think it is also a lope.
0: You guys are both right. Yes. Mhm. It goes a uh, walk then jog, then trot, then lope and then canter and then gallop.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I knew the gallop was the fastest.
0: Gallop is the fastest. And... All right, good. You guys were right about that one. Mm-hmm. We're not just so up by one. We've got four <gasps> questions left. What? This is tight, tight game.
3: What? All
0: right. <laughs> what candy bar was named after the favorite horse of the Mars family, the uh, famous Mars family that owns the Mars Bar Company? Uh, was it Snickers, Milky Way, or Three Musketeers?
1: I'm gonna say Three Musketeers because. This is logic coming in here. Snickers, <laughs> didn't you Snickers used to be a marathon?
0: Snickers used to be what? Marathon. What's a marathon?
1: Oh, maybe that was just in the UK. A marathon bar? Yeah, I think they still have those Snickers used to be called marathon. I've never, I've never Snickers. even heard of they that. They changed their name in the nineties, early nineties.
0: Okay, maybe. They but maybe it was bars. Snickers.
2: <laughs> oh, this is
0: tough.
1: But Snickers sounds like an adorable name for a horse. <laughs> I was going to say I was going to say
2: Snickers
0: you going to go with that? <laughs> yes. We are staring each other down, oh, she's trying to this read is me. like a real Pokemon <laughs> I know
2: it's wrong, because of your face. I'm sticking to it.
0: Even though you know it's wrong?
2: <laughs> Josh, I'm, enough of these mind games, just tell us the answer. It's, hold on. Oh, uh, Milky Way.
0: Snickers is the right answer. Oh, he Josh?
2: totally
1: played you. Yeah. I literally hate you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'd...
0: Snickers is the right answer. I think.
1: Oh, that's. I'm gonna... It was definitely called a marathon bar in the UK, so we didn't have
0: Snickers. In yeah, but it 1990s. used to be Snickers. It was initially Snickers.
1: Mm. Yeah, because it's a cute name but for also, a horse.
0: It is a cute name for a horse. But
1: also, I also would like a horse called Three Musketeers. <laughs> yeah, I like it having three.
0: Here's something else I didn't know, actually, which is that do you know why it's called a Three Musketeers bar? No. It used to be a uh, vanilla and chocolate and strawberry bar. And then uh, they cut out the vanilla and strawberry because chocolate was by far the most popular.
1: Huh. Oh. Yeah. So what, there were like three options? Yeah. Oh, you it. was uh-oh. like, yeah, it was
0: like one of those Neapolitan flavor bars.
1: But it had all three in the same bar? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was hoping you were going to say because it believed in liberty, equality, and fraternity. <laughs>
0: that is completely not it.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> That's what the bar
1: believes in. <laughs> it's a very political bar.
0: <laughs> um, all right. In the early 20th century, Uh, thanks largely to the spreading studies of Charles Darwin, there was a lot of interest in animal intelligence, and so there was a lot of interest in one particular horse, which was named Clever Hans. It was a horse that had been taught to do arithmetic, and tell time, and answer yes or no questions in German. It was a German horse. Mm. So he did this by tapping out the right answer with his hoof whenever any human asked it a question with a numerical or yes or no answer. Mm -hmm. Like, it could tap out six if the right answer was six. Um... After some investigation, it turned out that Hans couldn't actually understand any of those things. Shocker, I know. (laughs) But he got the right answer 89% of the time. How did he get the right answer? A, he was secretly being shocked to tap until he got the right answer. B, he picked up on subtle body language in the questioner. C, he had years of training to respond to a series of stock questions.
1: Uh, I think I actually know the answer to this, which is B. Yeah, okay. which he was just reading because it would be like positive reinforcement of yes, 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 that's right, oh, yeah. and then he would stop tapping.
0: Jackie, you going I, with that?
2: I think so because I thought I, I heard the same thing or
1: something similar.
0: Yeah, you guys are right. Yeah. Um. Ba- yeah. Basically, the horse could kind of uh, it would start tapping, and then it would notice that like a person would tense up, and so it got to the right answer, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it would kind of like and then it would stop, and then the person would you know give it positive reinforcement.
1: Which is, if only you could teach that in like relationships. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like,
1: I'm, I'm slightly tensing. Right? Or we'll change, yeah, the, conversation. The, we'll change your, the conversation. Because yeah. animals Yeah. No. Animals uh, are so perceptive. That's what I love
0: about that. Humans are not nearly as perceptive. Humans are kind of, I think, wrapped up in their own bullshit most of the time to notice things like that. Mm. But horses are just all perception.
1: I love that. But also, people just don't get happy when you tap stuff out. No. They're
0: like, <laughs> That's like, not impressive. What
1: is it? It's not impressive. Could you, to me. Could
0: you please use your words? <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. Which of these is not a true horse fact? Two of these are true. One of them is false. Horses have two independently functioning hearts. Horses cannot vomit. Horses' teeth never stop growing.
1: One of these is false. One of them is false. Uh, I think they don't. I think they have one heart. That's what I think. I too. don't think they're
0: Doctor Who. <laughs> is that <a> do- does <laughs> Doctor Who have two hearts? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah, I'm not a Doctor, Doctor Who fan.
1: Has uh, two hearts.
0: Um, uh, you guys are right again.
1: I feel like they yeah. they they can't vomit is, is definitely a true thing. That's why colic is so bad
0: for them. That makes sense. Oh. Yeah. No, they cannot. They cannot. Nothing go up. Nothing comes up from the horse. And uh, horse's teeth never stop growing. In fact, if you want to know how old a horse is, you can look at its teeth.
1: I think mm. that's where the phrase long in the tooth comes from. Hmm. Mm.
0: You're, you're blowing my mind repeatedly, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: right. you know like, a lot of all stuff. These, all these phrases.
0: <laughs> I'm so full of useless <laughs> trivia. <entropy. laughs>
2: no, it's very useful. It seriously is. A lot of
0: flavor. Well, you're still up by one, but Jackie, you can still tie.
2: <sighs>
1: okay, it's also playful.
0: Last question Horse meat is considered a delicacy everywhere but the US and UK. A lot of places around the world eat horse meat. In fact, the US is the world's biggest exporter of horse meat. What? Yeah.
1: Did you have the horse meat
0: scandal here? No. What was the horse meat scandal? Oh,
1: this was like two years ago. Uh, It just turned out that a lot of uh, meat in the UK, meat products and frozen foods, uh, had horse meat in them. And everyone was like,
0: it's so disgusting because it's so much worse than beef.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That, That kind of shocks
0: me too. I think it is because. I think we have kind of a special relationship with yeah. horses, thanks largely yeah. to things like you know the west, our Western past. Yeah, um, that we treat them like special animals. National Velvet.
2: They're like dogs to us. Like yeah. they're like a real companion. Like they no, are. Nobody is like friends with their cow.
0: Yeah, pe- nobody. Yeah, nobody names their cow the way everybody like names their horse. I mean,
2: people might name their cows, but there's no same relationship where it's like your buddy that like accompanies you places and yeah, helps you, you don't win really things work and...
1: with a cow. Do you? Like, where mean, you'd like, you can, you like you work
0: with like you work like a herd of cows, I think more than a yeah. like single cows.
1: Oh, you'd have like one cow that you milk or whatever, but right. like with a horse, you have a relationship. We do stuff, right? So you basically it's, very, it's, it's physical. Yeah. You're riding you hang on the out. thing. Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah. how uh, what is the Japanese term for raw horse meat? Oh. Ugh. Is it called cherry blossom, string beef, or sour stars? Sour stars.
1: Oh. I have been to Japan, and I don't recall seeing any horse, raw horse, on any menus. Well, it's
0: because I think they don't call it raw horse. They call it yeah. something else. Oh, my God. <laughs> I ate
1: so much cherry blossom. <laughs> it sounded vegetarian. <Mediterranean. laughs> uh, well, they love cherry blossom, so I'm going th- I don't think it's called cherry blossom. Because uh, that, that word is sakura, and I don't think that would be the same thing. Okay. Uh, what was the other thing?
0: String beef or sour stars.
1: I really like the idea that it would be called sour stars, but I imagine it's probably string beef.
0: You're going to string beef, Jackie?
1: Yeah. I said sour stars.
0: Oh, you're sticking with sour stars. Yeah. You guys are both wrong. It was cherry blossom, it's was no the right way. answer.
2: Oh. <laughs> well, you win, so that's good it must for you. because of the
1: color of it or something?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it's because it's like a bright red color. Ugh, um, they also have an ice cream made from horse meat called basashi
1: mmm sugoi yeah
0: <laughs> wow good for you Japan <gasps> glad, you're, glad you're always an innovator in, in weird foods that's so funny mm. look that pretty much wraps up our show guys um, on this rainy Sunday morning
1: I this feel like I really morning. wanted a horse neigh noise then <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Jackie
0: um, you're our sound <laughs> effects I can't really do it. you're our sound effects person
3: <laughs> um,
2: I think I kind of did it. Nah. Oh, no, I can't do it. It's
0: really hard. <laughs> oh, that was good. good yeah.
2: That was me, guys. So now <laughs> you try, <Josh. laughs>
0: Um Wait, wait! You got to do Elvis.
2: No, I can't do an Elvis. Come I don't on. have a line. I don't do have a one. line. Do Horsey Elvis.
1: <laughs> Elvis no, I, I, need a, I need
2: a line. Like, give me an Elvis on the line. Okay. Priscilla. Play, li- play me a line. Play me. No, in Elvis's voice, and then I can mimic it.
0: Oh, that's cheating.
2: No, it's not. I just... I don't have... I don't have Elvis in my ear. Like, I I can't...
0: The line is, Hi, I'm Elvis Presley.
2: No. (laughs) No. It's not gonna... It's not gonna work. Okay. Because I I don't (sighs) have... I can't remember the last time I heard his voice that I could have it in
1: my head. It's, like, just, it's just a lot like his singing voice, I think. Yeah. Because he sort of sp- sing, he totally I talks. He not listen like to enough
2: Elvis. No, it's just not a song to Little less conversation, a little more action.
0: Baby. There you go. You got it. Yeah. Now. yeah.
2: No, let's no, just that's do that. Good. No, I don't want to.
0: Jackie, you're it's letting not... you're letting everybody. Down.
2: No, I'm not. You people can live with it, and you'll hear it next time. I just have to, you know, I have to get some things in my head. Oh man, Graceland's gonna be so angry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, I hate movies. And I hate Josh, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Guys, okay. Look, Nadia, if people who listen to this show want to find you and things you do on the World Wide mm-hmm. Web, where can they go? Where can they find you?
1: I have a website cool. at www.nadiakamal.co.uk. Because I'm
0: British. Oh, I like wow. like
1: that. <laughs> uh, or Twitter, which I'm on all the time, being overly personal. <laughs> Love it.
0: It's the best. Those are my favorite Twitters.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a mess.
0: When what and what is your Twitter handle?
1: Oh, it's just my name, at uh, cool. There you go. Awesome. Jackie. Um you can find me on
2: Twitter, M A C Q U E L I N E or Instagram, where I like to post pictures. Full period metal period Jackie.
0: And I'm on Twitter at Radio TFP, and you could also go to my personal site, Josh which has a whole bunch of goodies and stuff on it. Next week I don't know exactly what we're gonna do next week. We've got a It's few- a mystery, it's, if you will.
1: What happens if you reject <laughs> the mystery? <laughs> Has anybody rejected the mystery?
0: You don't get to be on this show if
2: yeah. that's the case.
0: Okay. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just
2: stop recording midway. Like, uh, I'm yeah. sorry.
0: You want to reject the mystery? Get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> you know what we've got some ideas kicking around we will leave it a mystery this podcast is never gonna die <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> anyhow until next time guys uh, thank you for listening once again we really appreciate it subscribe to us on itunes rate us on itunes you know stuff like that yeah podcast stuff podcast stuff um so next time guys peace and love
2: peace and love